Welcome to Honestly Haunted. to Honestly Haunted. We're your hosts, Erin Grogan and Abby Chowning. This week, we're heading back to the South to visit Charleston, South Carolina. Charleston is allegedly the most haunted city in the state, and after doing some research for this week's location, we've decided that there are literally dozens of places we'd like to investigate for this podcast in the future. But for the sake of our Haunted America tour, we could only focus on one location for now and decided that we had to tell you all about Fugan's Porch. Which not only brings us an allegedly haunted restaurant, but our first ever potentially haunted animal sighting. What? Yup. That's right. You heard me. Ghost dog. Paranormal puppy. Haunted (laughs) hound. I could go on and on. I'm so excited. Paranormal puppy. Haunted hound. I am also so excited. So let's get into this. In the heart of the French Quarter in Charleston, there are beautiful Victorian mansions along Queen Street. Today, many of these former homes are now businesses, churches, art galleries, and restaurants in what is now known as the Historical District. The mansion we are discussing today was built in 1888, and it had many owners over the decades, but the most famous inhabitants of the home were sisters, Zoe and Elizabeth St. Amand. The sisters moved into the home in the early 1900s. While the sisters' home was in a vibrant and flourishing part of town, they certainly did not consider themselves socialites. Self-proclaimed spinsters to the core, they mostly kept to themselves and stayed at home enjoying each other's company and reading. So, also goals, (laughs) Goals. first of all. (laughs) So, Zoe was a school teacher and would typically be seen around town in a simple long black dress and wire-rimmed glasses. Many thought she looked rather Puritan in her appearance, given the more over-the-top fashions that were all the rage in the South at the time. The sisters lived in the home for almost four decades when Elizabeth became ill and sadly passed away in 1945. Zoe was absolutely devastated by the loss of her sister and closest friend. Her grief made her become deeply depressed and she would experience terrible mood swings. After almost 10 years of living without her sister, Zoe's mental health started to completely deteriorate to the point where she would start wandering frantically down Queen Street, yelling and crying for her sister. Her neighbors became increasingly concerned for her, and and ultimately the decision was made to admit her to St. Francis Hospital. And in 1954, Zoe passed away in the hospital. She was buried next to her sister at the St. Lawrence Cemetery. And for about 20 years, the beautiful yellow house the St. Amon sisters had shared together sat quietly. By the 1970s, the neighborhood had started to change. Major renovations and commercialization were sweeping across the former residential properties on Queen Street. And in 1975, Bobby Ball moved to the area with the dream of opening an eatery. She purchased the home and set to work, turning it into the perfect southern restaurant. Early on in the renovations, Bobby began to have a visitor. And no, not the kind of visitor you usually expect in our episodes. Not a ghost, poltergeist, orb, or a demon. But a puppy. A Wheaton Terrier, to be exact. The stray dog had taken up residence on the property's front porch during the years it had been vacant. For Bobby, it was love at first sight, and she named the dog Pugin. They became inseparable, and she ultimately named her new restaurant after him. And thus, Pugin's Porch was officially ready for business and opened its doors in 1976. 
Hoogan was a neighborhood celebrity, and he happily greeted guests as they arrived at the restaurant, and he always remained in his favorite spot on the front porch. Sadly, in 1979, Pugin crossed the Rainbow Bridge, and Bobby was devastated by the loss of Pugin and believed that he deserved a special place of honor for his burial site. He does. He did. He's a good boy. She chose a spot in the yard right in front of his beloved front porch, and today, visitors to the restaurant can still pay their respects to Pugin by leaving treats and toys on his oh, gravestone. My heart. <laughs> It did not take long for the patrons and staff of Pugin's porch to start feeling like they were being watched while inside the restaurant. While Zoe did not actually die in the home, many believe her presence is deeply connected to the house, and perhaps even her spirit attached itself there after the death of her sister. Before the restaurant opens for the day, and after patrons have all left at night, footsteps can usually be heard in the upper levels going from room to room as if it's looking for something or someone. Staff claim to hear mysterious voices throughout the property. It usually happens when they are working on something, and the voice will come from behind their shoulder, almost like a teacher checking their students' work. Dozens of female patrons have caught a glimpse of a woman dressed in a long black dress staring at them in the bathroom mirror, but by the time they turn around, the woman in black has vanished. Many of these patrons haven't even heard of Zoe's story when they come to the restaurant for a meal, but after explaining their strange experience to the staff, the staff always have the unfortunate obligation to tell the customer that they have maybe just met a ghost. One morning, the chef had arrived to get things started for the day and had put his cup of coffee on the staircase as he needed to go upstairs to grab a few things. When he came back down, his cup of coffee was no longer there. He searched and searched for his cup, thinking he must have put it somewhere else. And when he gave up the search and just got a fresh cup, he discovered his cup back on its original place on the stairs, but now with lipstick marks around the edges. Yeah, that's creepy. The owner, Bobby, also had a few run-ins with the spirit. One night at closing, Bobby heard a horribly loud noise in the dining area. She went to go investigate and found that all of the heavy wooden stools that had been placed by the bar had all tumbled to the floor. Then suddenly, the large wooden doors she had just entered through slammed shut behind her. Zoe's spirit is so boisterous that even people on the other side of the street from the house have claimed to experience something paranormal. Guests at Mills House Hotel have been known to call police as they have seen an old woman dressed in black banging on the upstairs windows of the house as if she's trying to escape the property. Police have always responded to the calls, but when they arrive, the alarm system is always still engaged and the restaurant is completely empty. <sighs> Most people who have experienced this spirit claim she is very sad. Not necessarily aggressive or angry, but certainly searching and seeking for something. The spirit's activity certainly increases when new changes are made to the property or schedule. Like when the restaurant started serving brunch. Many tools and utensils in the kitchen began to go missing, only to be found in random spots throughout the upper floors. While certainly spooky to many, nothing overtly sinister has happened to visitors or staff while being on the property, and many think that is because of the presence of Pugin that keeps any untoward spirits at bay. That's right. Many patrons and restaurant staff claim to have experienced Pugin's spirit. Paranormal puppy! Puppy! People have claimed to have seen the terrier in all his favorite spots on the property. On his beloved porch, roaming around his grave, checking out the treats and toys that people have left for him, and even hanging out in the kitchen and dining areas, hoping for someone to drop food. But most notably, Pugin's spirit is drawn to his favorite clientele children. Many children who visit the restaurant claim to feel him run under the tables and lick their hands. They say they can even feel his fur brush against their legs. The children will often ask their parents if they can give the dog some of their meal, but when the parents lift the tablecloth, Pugin has vanished. 
Hugen seems to be at the very heart of the restaurant, and his picture hangs proudly on the wall as you enter. In his honor, the restaurant is dog-friendly. So sweet. It is so sweet. <laughs> yeah, people, they'll pull, like, ta- tables out onto the porch, and they'll have, like, dining options outside for people who want to bring their dogs. Oh, we can go and investigate a haunted place and bring Moomoo. And Missy Unodi. Yeah, we can bring our little hounds. Our hounds, are, yeah. And our... they can play with Pugin. Oh, oh. I just, I haven't never heard of the idea of an animal spirit left behind. I know that they exist, but yeah. we have not covered one. And I specifically haven't heard, like, a story of someone saying, like, the spirit of a lost, uh, a, a pet that's gone to the yeah. other side has remained. The thing that I love about this one is that Pugin is still, like, protecting his place and yeah. his home and, and, and loving children. Yeah. Yeah. I, I And I think, like, we've talked a lot about Zoe and... And while I do think, like, her presence is very much so, it seems like it's her energy, it's her spirit that is, is there. I, I like to think that, like, he's not necessarily, like, keeping her at bay, like, per right. se, but that he is, like, maybe, like, soothing her. Like, some animal yeah, therapy. Like he's like he's, like, an emotional support paranormal pup. pup. Yeah, that he's, like, while her spirit... Is, well, is seems because, sad yeah. and, and is searching and is seeking for something. She probably is not alone. Like she's got some comfort, maybe. I think in him. that's. I think that's an important distinction because we mentioned, you know, she's not aggressive or angry necessarily, but she. I feel like her spirit easily could have been. First of all, like. I feel like their life sounded great, but she was clearly very upset when her sister passed on. Right. And she had a very dark end to her life because if she, like, she was so deeply depressed that she was raving in the streets Mm -hmm. and unable to contain her grief. And this was almost a decade later and she was sent to a hospital where she died. I mean. Alone. Alone. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very sad that I would not be surprised if her spirit was incredibly unsettled and incredibly angry or aggressive Mm -hmm. and so i do kind of feel like there's a balancing act there happening between pugin and and zoe it's also super interesting to me that both um pick their pick their clientele so particularly because it mentioned that female guests of the restaurant see zoe which is again fascinating to me i wonder Why? Because it's obvious she's very active throughout the house, but people don't usually see her. They only really will ever see... We females won't, are yeah. only the people who will actually see her. And I do wonder, like, if she senses female presence in the bathroom, she goes to look for her sister. Like, she's oh, like, are you my sister? Like, is it you? Because it sounds like she, she's obviously not, like... We have a, I have a very distinct image of, like, something appearing behind you in a bathroom, and it's supposed to be very scary oh, and startling. Yeah. But this doesn't sound like that. It's almost like, oh, there's somebody else in here. Like, they're, oh, like, sorry, excuse me. Like, you would. Like, if someone's coming up to wash their hands behind you in the bathroom, you're yes. like, oh, excuse me. Yes. That sounds very polite in nature, not like, dun-dun, like, I'm behind you, scary apparition. Oh, but it's heartbreaking to think that, that she's, she's looking, looking for, her, for sister. her sister constantly. The one thing that does stand out to me as different from all the rest of the stories of this place is the idea that multiple times people have seen Zoe as a woman trying to escape yeah, or the banging place, on the like windows. banging on the windows, trying to escape to the fact that like police have to come Yeah, because that does sound more, I don't know malicious. if it's not malicious, just more aggressive, aggr- kind of aggressive, like truly unsettling. It yeah. Very unsettling. Yes. Well, I also wonder if it's, it's almost like the energy is like on a cycle with her, mm. like, because 
Zoe existed in the like lived kept living in the house over nine years. Yeah, and it sounds like things progressively got worse. And yeah. so I wonder if like almost the energy source is in this circle or of events, cycling as well. Cycling, yeah, it's like and it kind of culminates sometimes in this things, like yeah terrible night of, yeah. of the night she lost her sister although and she's like begging out, yeah. i would be interested to know how the police station there handles those calls yeah and if they were like oh we gotta go to pugan's porch again or dispatch get out there yeah and okay maybe this is like way too dark of a turn but like for me i'm like would that not then be the perfect place to commit a cops are like okay well we'll yeah. slowly get our stuff ready because we know that this is the real thing true i would hope not but i guess like and i bet you like, can't do a crime when pugan's there though yeah pugan's standing guard he's like excuse you get out no get out. not on my watch chief <laughs> but i i would have to wonder like that the the homeowners would understand stuff like that was like the restaurant owners would know something yeah would, and so they probably have like now you can check alarms on your phone like the, the alarm is engaged like you know, I'm sure it's right. fine. But you're, I, I have to think, like, because I thought that too as we were, like, kind of going through. It's like, most of the stuff that Zoe does seems pretty innocent. Like, that stands out. But the yeah. frantic searching on the top floors. Yes. Like, there's there's some things that I think are, are manic associated with that yeah. energy. And that fits with how Zoe ended the last few years of her life. Which is so sad. Which is so sad. And... And I also, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but the idea that, like, Zoe didn't die in the house, but we wonder, like, if a little bit of her spirit died Did in the die house with her when her sister. sister. Yeah. And we don't talk about, like, when there's such, like, deep devotion and connection between two people. Like, I'm sure that that's not uncommon when spirits, like, yeah. uh, with, with spirits of spouses loved lose ones, each other. Loved, yeah. Any kind of loved one, you know, they lose each other, but they don't, like, they themselves don't go and die in the house. Them, but something when they like finally pass on themselves returns well that kind of reminds me of like there's 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 so many stories that are about brides like yes um, morning morning brides or brides who lost their husband or brides who were left um at the altar at the altar and like all of these really like devastating bride stories and i feel like that that is sometimes a good indicator of that too is that like it's that it's that like penultimate relationship breaking moment yeah. in in a person's life that like leaves that energy behind yeah. and maybe this is like like her losing her sister was mm -hmm. that it's an ultimate like, moment for her. We obviously make this connotation like in a romantic sense, and it's maybe not here, but like they were soulmates. Like yeah. That, that was like the bond that they had. Oh, I totally believe that soulmates don't always have to be. Yeah, it could be a platonic thing. Yeah. And obviously there's just, you know, there was some, they, they were sisters, like yes. nothing else. Yeah. And they were roommates. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But no, not that. So yeah, I think that there's probably, there's a significant bond that was was well, broken. and it seemed like like they got each other. They understood each other. Mm -hmm. They were in a time period where it was not normal necessarily for women to to choose not to get married embrace and embrace the spinster kids. life. And but they both understood that and yeah. they embraced it and they lived that together. And it doesn't sound like it sounds like both of them living together lived a very peaceful life. That way, there wasn't necessarily shame or. Um, yeah. any kind of guilt or anything associated with that they just they lived a very pleasant happy life together and mm -hmm. so so to lose that companionship and and not have any kind of other maybe like as understanding companionship i think is very heartbreaking yeah yeah absolutely 
So I just, yeah, the idea that she's still searching for her sister. Yeah. She's she's stuck within the house, it seems like. Yeah. But it's such a strong presence that people outside of the house can sense her. And see it. And see it. That Ugh, is, the seeing that's, it is really Can you imagine, like, being in a hotel and, and see? I would call some, the police. Oh, I would, too, like, if I saw somebody banging on the windows. Yeah. yeah that's Who obviously terrifying. looks like they're in distress. Yeah. If, like, an older person. It's completely also, terrifying. Yeah. So I, no judgment there. Would, yeah. would legit call the police as well. Now, one that I would absolutely love to see would be Pugin. Yeah, and what a sweet, like, I mean, the house was, was vacant for a number of years, it sounds like, before it was purchased, and he was just, like, hanging out, like, it sounds like he was kind of, like, the neighborhood stray, like, right. people, so he was obviously, like, people knew him and took care, would feed him and give him water and stuff, but he hung out on that property, and so when Bobby came in and, like, purchased the home and, and started working on it, him. and just, like, you're, you're, you're our puppy now, and, like, yeah. and just, he... He was clearly cared for. A staple and in the community. People knew him and would see yeah. him when he would, they would come to the restaurant. And so I would imagine like a figure like that w- would be like deeply mourned in the community. Oh, yeah. Like I would, I just think of if that was true of a, of a local place here, like that, like yeah. always had their dog out front. Like it's, this is their, like it's their place. And they, when he, you know, would pass away, like it'd be like, oh, it'd be devastating. And for- I love the fact that treats and toys are still put there, uh, for, there him. for him and that people have actually seen his apparition like checking it out and and these play. are good i like this this yeah. is a good one. Oh my gosh i okay i don't know if i've shared this on the podcast before but abby knows this like i used to not be a dog person at all yeah um i was always a cat person and i liked certain dogs but i mostly liked dogs from a distance I used to be scared of dogs when I was younger, and I kind of got over the being scared as I got older, but I still wasn't, like, a huge dog person. Yeah. Until Moo Moo. Yes. <laughs> and I am a changed person. She's a convert. I really am, and it, I I do not understand who I was before. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't. I And I, I think it was just, like, for me, it was... I like I fell in love with Moo Moo and and she and she's just amazing and she just opened me up to this idea of like what a dog in your heart can be and how precious dogs are and like the innocence that they have and so hearing about this I just I'm just like picturing this sweet tiny like sweet little dog who just was just so innocent and happy and just just literal it's like the little loved children yeah, and little de- like literal definition of unconditional love yes. like personified it's literally like, oh. innocence just yeah. just perfection and innocence and it just makes me so happy and it makes me want to cry i'm so happy <laughs> yeah and it's just like thinking about the fact that that can still exist and stay yeah. in that place it's what anybody who's ever so loved beautiful. a dog would hope like for yes. like but the idea like that their spirit Yes. It still gravitates to the things it loved and did in life. Like It's just so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we haven't cried on this podcast yet, but we're about to. Like give us a paranormal pup and we might. We're done. We're done. Yeah. But and so and I think I connect back instantly to like the idea like the presence of Pugin yeah. might help Zoe's spirit oh, in a way. Yeah. And I, I actually when you said that I was like, Yeah, that makes total it sense. Makes sense. Because, yeah, I, I don't like the idea, like, that, like, he's, they're at odds with each other. Because no, I don't think that that would be I feel be like it it's a be. balancing thing. Yeah. 
but I do love like I resonate with Zoe as I'm a, a very type A. I like a plan. I like things organized. Uh, and I imagine that Zoe, as a school teacher, was similar in some yep. regards as to how things should be done and run. And that, like, when the schedule changes at the restaurant, she's, she's like, like no, 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 no. Not no. about this. You didn't consult with me, so I'm going to mess it up all your It is funny. Tools. It's like, anytime they bring in something new, she takes it away. And she's like, mm, I need to figure out if I'm okay with this you, before you guys Yeah. <laughs> then we this. just, like, started serving brunch. She's like, no, 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 no. I'm not having any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not okay with that. I like to sleep in on Sundays. This is messing with... <laughs> with my vibe but also how she like some of her characteristics seem to have stuck around like as far as like teaching like like staff who said like if they're working on a special project in the kitchen or elsewhere like uh i think the example that i saw was like um someone was working on a sign for like the front yeah like like, working on painting or writing something that they could feel a presence behind their shoulder like watching and they sometimes they say they can hear sounds like whispers which that would be a little creepy especially if you're by yourself like i know if me like working focus like on a project like for example today when i was working on this episode doing research for it i was like very focused looking at my laptop and Nora, I didn't even hear her come in the room. My daughter come in, and she just went hi, and I was like, "Wow!" Oh. <laughs> like, oh I she scared me, and like, she's like, "I literally couldn't have been more subtle or precious <laughs> and not scary." Whispering behind your shoulder, but like when you're focused on something more unsubtle. Sorry. Yes, yeah. <laughs> hi, hi. Yeah, that was pretty obvious, but I didn't hear her like little like flappy footsteps like yeah. coming up at all because I was so focused. But that is, I'm sure, something that might put staff people, like, a little on edge. Like, Agreed. Agreed. And the idea that she's, like, checking their work. Make sure they do it It reminds right. me a bit of the library. It that does. That story that we covered. Of, yes. like, the woman who, like, was, who created all the systems and stuff and stuck around to be like, ooh, if you're making changes, I need to make sure that I'm okay with this. I need to consult first. <laughs> or you didn't put these books away fast enough. I'm gonna yeah. have to check on that. Yeah. Well, because also it was her home, too. So Yeah. It's a little different. Yeah. And, and I imagine like since they did spend so much time at home together that yes. they probably had a pretty standard way of taking care of things they had a schedule i'm sure they yeah. had a routine and it, the house was very well loved and taken yeah. care of so i like obviously it was refurbished and re- renovated to become a restaurant but it sounds like it, the house was still like very well maintained so i have to imagine that zoe and elizabeth took good care of their home and they yeah. would want to see it thrive thrive yeah yeah yeah. And I find it interesting, though, that Elizabeth, there's not really any stories about Elizabeth's spirit. True. Uh, or and energy. I, won- I, I mean, and I wonder if it's because if she if she went first, you know, I mean, their lives, as we said many times, was, was positive. It was good. Mm, they, yeah. they, they had a good life together and they were happy. And so, I mean, if she went first, I think potentially her spirit just wasn't unrested because yeah. she went when their life was that mm-hmm. way. And, and it was unfortunately she, zoe yeah. who had to deal and grapple with life the without after. without mm-hmm. her sister and it's elizabeth died of natural causes so mm-hmm. i wonder if like it was just kind of it was just her time and, yeah i mean obviously but yeah interesting but i think all this probably brings us to our verdict honestly, honestly haunted, haunted. <laughs> yeah. you you went up with the, your inflection a little bit there and i, I was... did <laughs> i i guess i don't know I, with our more positive haunts sometimes it's a toss-up i think but like i don't know i think some some parts of the story really resonated with me um and also the idea of like the grief process resonated as like yeah a big opportunity for 
spiritual energy and and those kind of things because it seems it seems so aligned with someone a spirit an energy that's grieving yeah and and we don't always get that a lot we get like energy that's angry energy that's uh, we talked about uh, in Delaware the other week about like drinking like ghosts yes. who drink energy that's partying and boisterous um, but this is like a true demonstration of grieving an imprint of grieving of grief right i agree with that i think so i think the only reason that like my inflection went up is just because the two stories are kind of random and it's true and i i just for like for a split second i was just thinking i was like what are the odds that like two spirits stick around in the same house when they have nothing to do with each other yeah and and they're just so different and 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 unrelated yes. that that I think that's the only and I'm not saying that that I still said haunted like it's just that that thought came to mind because it is kind of interesting like they are very unrelated mm-hmm. and they happen to be at the same house <laughs> yeah and and it's also uncharted territory for us like a animal spirit well, energy is different than and the other we've... piece is and and maybe there is information out there that we couldn't find about it but like it's interesting to me that the haunting started after Pugin died, even for Zoe. Yeah, it didn't seem like, like there so were that part was interesting. Mm-hmm. Any stories really yeah. about her? And there were, there might have been, but also the house was empty for a while. True. So it sounds like maybe it didn't start up until the renovation started again, which is not uncommon. They when, say like yes, renovations can like awaken, awaken something. spirits. Yeah, so and, that does actually make sense. And so I want animals are obviously attuned to that kind of energy more so than yes. even we are. And so I wonder if the energy like drew Bringing a dog in. there, doing renovations, yeah. all of that. Because yeah. Pugin had picked that place even before Bobby bought it and she like he was just hanging out there. Yeah. And so I wonder if like he was aware of the spirit and knew that it was wasn't bad. It was there though. It was there and that's why he kind of like because I almost wonder like dogs obviously Pugin was like a very sweet disposition and dogs are like of that nature usually gravitate to where humans are or where human energy is right you know like a stray dog who has no interest in being around humans isn't gonna hang out in a residential neighborhood he's gonna peace out and so i wonder if he was actually at peace as a dog like before he passed obviously but but that so a human presence was in the house and he was like i'll sit i'll be on the porch and i'll look out for this thing oh like i just got chills oh that just makes me love pugan even more sweet pugan but he's like all because that's that seems like a very protected place for a dog to hang out is on the front porch and it's like on the lookout ready to greet anybody coming in but also knowing that like he's keeping it safe oh i love that yeah i love that oh I'm gonna go hug my dogs. Yeah, I am too. I I am <laughs> going to do a very a very deep hug of Moo Moo. Well, we we're glad to leave you with a more uplifting haunted hound tale. <laughs> hug hug your tail haunted hound tale. <gasps> a haunted tail. I love a good pun. Uh, beautiful. <laughs> On that punny note, we will see you guys next week with more honestly haunted. Thank you, as always, for listening to Honestly Haunted. Please follow us on social media at Honestly Haunted and consider becoming a Patreon supporter to help us continue to grow. If you haven't already, leave us a five-star review. We'll be back with more Honestly Haunted. Little Monster.